0: Welcome in, everyone. It is Big Ten football and beyond, as would take you around the world of college football. Then focus on what's happened over the in the Big Ten over the past week or so, as we have been doing uh, the past couple of days. We've been breaking down and uh, looking over the combine from this past week and kind of focusing on... Uh, college players within their region, within their conference, and we're going to do that again today with the Midwestern slash Big Ten folks. So we want to make sure that we uh, we get that for you, as well as some spring practice some news out of Ohio State. Not some good news, but good news. Uh, some news out of Ohio State, nonetheless. So a lot going on. I want to remind you that again uh, to get this podcast very simple. If um, if you're getting this podcast. Off of LandryFootball.com, that's great, but we can make it easy, even easier for you. You can have it go right to your phone, sign up for Landry Football's conference call, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, and this will take care of it. It'll get you right to it. It'll get you this podcast, and it'll get you the pro football podcast each and every weekday, Monday through Friday, talking college football, talking NFL. We've got both covered for you, and we certainly have everything Covered uh, and more covered for you at LandryFootball.com. Take advantage of our scouting season offer that we have available. It's the best one we've ever had. This will get you the most in-depth film room analysis and information on the draft, on free agency, free agent boards, grades, draft boards, draft grades, scouting reports. We're going to have draft room-style scouting reports for you, You're going to love it. You're going to see the game and appreciate um, the draft process better than ever before, Uh, and it's such an important time of year. For the college fan, obviously, you're listening to this podcast, you want to know everything about spring practice, recruiting in the class of 2012, got that all covered for you as well. So there is no offseason. There's just a scouting season, and I always laugh because – Football season is also scouting season, but you got the playing season, you got the scouting season, and we're in the scouting season. We're here to take you through of it. We've got some great news and some great new partners that we're adding to the uh, family here at Landry Football's conference call, and uh, we, we certainly appreciate the relationship that we have. With the great folks at 401k generation and we want you to appreciate it and give them a shout out and tell them that you've heard about them from us and you would like to learn a little bit more about what it is that they do and whether or not they can help you or not look it's simple if you've got somebody that you're comfortable with handling your finances your money management that's great Uh, it's always good to have someone that you trust it's always a good idea, though, to get a second opinion just to make sure uh, as someone that has been involved with the scouting process, the draft process uh, for my entire life, the importance of coming at it from every angle, studying it, making sure that you're getting all the right information is what we want to do in the football world. Well, I think it's what you want to do in your own personal life. You want to get a financial checkup just like you want to get a medical checkup. Give them a call or a text today. They can handle any questions on money management, investments, Are uh, or you doing the right things or you're on the right path? 401k's, IRAs. You know, it's a different language. Make sure that you understand it and understand the pros and cons and don't be embarrassed. Don't be embarrassed to ask a question. I do. It's really important uh, in today's environment. Give them a call or a text at 1866998 Five eight seven nine. That's 401k generation. Their fearless leader is Eddie Rojas, and you can reach them at one eight six six nine nine eight five eight seven nine. They're licensed in all fifty states, so that's another great feature. I mean, regardless which state you're listening, you can they can help you. They're licensed to help you. All right, so we're going to get into a lot of combine stuff, but. Kind of the latest news uh, is Ohio State started their spring ball. Um, they've got some injuries. Uh, Master Teague has been ruled out the remainder of the spring due to an undisclosed injury. Demario McCall I know has been moved from wide receiver to running back. Um, they've got uh, Steele Chambers. I uh, love the name. Uh, running back 62 two fifteen is kind of the lone guy. They need to get more bodies there. Chambers is a four star recruit. Top three hundred player in the nineteen class, two thousand nineteen class, but they need need more uh depth there. Um uh, Master Tiggs a special back that is likely to get the first shot at replacing J. K. Dobbins position. Uh he rushed for seven hundred eighty nine yards, five point eight yards of carry last year. Um so They're very conservative about how they report and talk about injuries at Ohio State, and that's okay. Um, But that is kind of the early stage. Not bad news as far as we know it. We just don't know how serious it is. Uh, So we wish him well and hope that he will come back. Some transfer news soon. I think he'll be back. There's no reason to think he won't be back for fall practice. But, again, without knowing the full details, we don't know for certain. Indiana sophomore running back Samson James has entered his name into – the proverbial transfer portal. He decommitted, if you remember, from Ohio State to remain in state at Indiana, and he appeared in all 13 games of the Hoosiers last year. Made two starts, 6-1-220. Sophomore back that has uh, got runs with good power. He's got three seasons of eligibility remaining, um, and he's a guy that I think can help some folks. So he is on the in the transfer portal. Um, Remember, we go regional here, so you're going to get MAC news here. In Toledo, Redshirt Junior Receiver Nick Kovacs has entered his name into the transfer portal. He's six-three, two-zero-two, played on offense and special teams in 19. Didn't have much of an impact as a pass catcher. Uh, caught seven passes for 95 yards. Majority of the reps came on special teams, so he's looking for more of an opportunity to play. Not sure where he's going to get it. Obviously, at the MAC level, you're going into a division one double A level to get more reps, so we'll see how that will play out. Notre Dame, um, we mentioned this on um, a couple of podcasts early this week, but just in case you haven't, and we usually include Notre Dame in with the ACC, but I wanted to mention again that Notre Dame has hired former Penn State offensive analyst John McNulty to coach the tight ends for the Irish. Um, They also hired Mike Mickens. Uh, the former Cincinnati uh, secondary coach, um, and obviously played for Brian Kelly at Cincinnati. He's going to coach the corners at Notre Dame. Michigan State has hired Kansas State defensive coordinator Scotty Hazleton to serve in the same capacity. Um, This is, you know, all but done now. Um, Hazleton uh, leaves after leading the Wildcats to – Second-best scoring defense in the Big 12, and his only one year in Manhattan. And prior to that, he was a coordinator at Wyoming, um, and one of the best defenses in the Mountain West. And it's a good get for Mel Tucker and his staff. Um, And of course, you know by now that Penn State and James Franklin has agreed to a new six-year deal. And uh, um, some late news: uh, this actually in the last 24-48 hours. Uh, University of Cincinnati, and um, you've heard me talk about how I think there may be as good of a G5 team as we will see in college football this fall. Um, they have hired former Miami offensive coordinator Dan Enos to serve as running backs coach. Spent only one year uh, in Coral Gables and was kind of scapegoated for the poor performance on offense and humiliating loss to Florida International. Uh, Louis, the loss to Louisiana Tech in the bowl game. Um Prior to going to Miami, Enos was the offense coordinator at Arkansas from 15 to 17, the head coach at Central Michigan from 10 to 14, also coached at Cincinnati in the early 2000s in 04 and 05, coached the quarterback. So, listen, the guy's got a lot of experience, and uh, no one should kind of laugh off just the, you know, what happened and uh, what uh, what took place uh, in his most recent stop. The guy is still a, a really solid coach. Um You also probably know by now, because we talked about it in the SEC show, um, that Alabama is going to hire David Below uh, from Indiana as their new strength coach. So David moves on. Obviously, David has a background at Indiana. He has a background um, at Notre Dame. Uh, Good um, strength coach. I know Nick Saban did his due diligence liked him. So uh, congrats to him as that's the guy that's going to replace Scotty Cochran. Who it, actually we find out now is actually taking a pay cut to go to Georgia and be the special teams coach. So um, that's the latest uh, on that. I uh, want to get into some um, combine news and what I saw in workouts and how things played out. <clears throat> Pardon me. Um, I was. Defensive end, AJ Epineza, 6'5, 275. Uh, I like this guy's size. I like the fact that he's he's very athletic despite not being very fast. He comes off quick and low. I think he's got good versatility. He can play either side. I think he's a left end ideally. And I think he finishes. He can shorten the edge and finish to the quarterback be effective with pressures. People will compare him to the great edge speed rushers, and that's not him. Uh, but the guy can play the position and play it very effectively. Um, I like the guy. And, and I want to remind you, and, and I'll do this a bunch, don't mean to be repetitive, but as I'm working and putting it all together, we're, we're going to have detailed scouting reports. So if you, are for example, you're wanting to know about – a certain player and you want to know details and who he compares to in the league and uh, the detailed information kind of have all that for you in detail and uh, as we put the draft boards together and um, you're, you're gonna really like that if you're not familiar with what we do and how we do it but you know this is AJ for example um, he's been I think the best True power in prospect quite some time. Doesn't again have that great burst or agility. And and kind of the typical Iowa guy. He came in as 6'4", 230 out of Edwardsville High School. And he developed into a really good player. Um, He's a consistent use of hands. Works his hands and feet very well. Um, Really good size. He's going to be able to handle himself one-on-one physically. He's got violent hands, very powerful. I mean, he really does a number on college offensive linemen. He ragdolls those guys when he gets them inside. He's fluid and flexible for a guy his size. He can sink his hips in contact, um, doesn't have, you know, uh, leverage issues like many taller guys do. So that's really important to understand Um you know, he produces a pass rusher against run-heavy defenses, so he's got good numbers, and he keeps his body clean versus low blocks. You know, he doesn't have, again, the edge burst speed. Um, you know, he's a little long-armed and and, and um, doesn't have a lot of pass rusher moves. It's okay. He'll develop that. Um, you know, I just think the guy's a really good player, uh, and is very underrated and, to me, I think could be a Trey Flowers type of defensive end that's a quality starter at left end. If you look at where he's lined up, um, you know, he's been outside the tackle from the majority of his snaps, 669 snaps outside of tackle, over the tackle 54. I mean, he's he's definitely a defensive end and, and a good one, and uh, excited about what he can do on to the next level. He did post uh, 17 reps uh, on the bench. He's a long-arm guy. He's 6'6", 275, as I mentioned. So, um, you know, I don't know that he's a guy that's going to go in the top ten. He's going to get drafted, and, you know, you're not going to hear a lot about him because he's not going to be flashy. He's going to be a guy that's going to be one of these cornerstone players that's going to do a really good job year in, year out, play the run, be able to rush the passer, be really effective for you. Not a lot of notoriety, but you're just going to know that he's just there and um, a staple for you to build your defensive front around. Um when I look at uh, Uter Gross-Mattles from Penn State, what a great story he is. He's six five, two sixty six. He's one of the best edge rushers. And I think this guy is going to help himself. Like, plays hard. He's got a knack for getting to the quarterback. We're going to get in, just like I did with uh, A.J. Appenza, we're, we're, we're going to get into the detailed scouting reports over on LandryFootball.com. And, when we put the scouting reports up. But this guy's, I think, going to develop and, and go a little bit higher in terms of the projections uh, as the draft process goes along. Uh, some safeties. Um, by the way, finish off on uh, Epineza. He ran 5.05, which, is, which some people are concerned and looking at that. That didn't surprise me. I thought he could run a little bit um, faster. He actually, uh, excuse me. Reported at five oh five. He ran four eight five as I'm looking at my numbers. Yeah, and he ran uh, he jumped thirty six and a half inch vertical and ten one in the broad jump. So when you're looking at where he gets the explosiveness and where he's able to finish, although he doesn't look that fast, um, he's just outstanding in terms of his ability to explode that first step and four eight five not bad at all for a guy his size. Um his teammate Geno Stone, uh, the safety, ran uh, Forty in four six two thirty three and a half inch vertical. Just just give you an example. Think about that for a second. Just think about that for a second. Look at the vertical thirty three and a half inch for a safety versus thirty six and a half inch. Um, you know, really, really impressive. So, um, Maryland's Anton Brooks ran 4.64, four, um, 5.11, 220, and a half inch vertical. Um, uh, talking about uh, Epineza, and people are a little bit concerned about him athletically, as I said, ran a little bit better. Uh, and, and as I looked at it, uh, he didn't, I'm going to correct myself here, and I'm looking at my notes, he didn't have him at 4.85. He actually ran a little bit quicker, got him in 4.98, just got, right under five flat so that was some of the concerns about what he has and the vertical jump was good not quite as good as I mentioned actually the guy that really uh, killed it on the workouts was his teammate Tristan Wirfs who ran the 40 in 4.82 at 6.5 and 320 had the vertical of 37 inches 10.2 broad jump well, records for a combine offensive lineman, which is just unbelievable. And you see the ability, left tackle ability, explosiveness, quickness, 24 reps on the bench. Um, we've been talking about him, obviously, all summer for a year and a half, how good a player he is. He proved it on the field. And the, those that question, oh, this is just another one of these overachieving Iowa linemen, think, again, this guy showed elite left tackle ability and I think helped himself a great deal uh, in this draft. J.K. Dobbins, who I mentioned a little bit early when we were talking about um, Ohio State's running back situation, he didn't take part. He had suffered a high ankle sprain, um, so he didn't do the running. He did 23 on the bench, came in at 5'9", 209. Jordan Fuller, uh, the safety, ran 4'6", 7", um at six foot 203 pounds 35 and a half inch uh vertical and 122 inch broad jump he's a he's a box safety and that's that's what he looks like and what he tests out athletically nebraska's corner lamar jackson ran the 40 and 458 um is lamar jackson i guess he's the other lamar jackson he's six two two zero eight. um he also had a 36 and inch vertical jump on Sunday. So that certainly was very impressive, uh, making the other Lamar Jackson pretty proud. We've got a nugget on Lamar Jackson in the Pro Football Show. Uh, you want to make sure that uh, you flip on over to listen to that after you get done with this show. Uh, Josh Matulis, the Michigan safety, ran the 40 and 455. Um, 511, 209, 36 and inch Vertical 124-inch broad jump. Uh, John Reed, the corner from Penn State, who I like a lot, ran 4.49. Very impressed at 5'10", 187. Um, Reped uh 20 in the bench. Uh, he's got some play strength, got some wills. Got to like that. Um, Robert Winsdorf ran that well at 4.90 at six four two ninety. Uh, really moved very well. He's got all the tools. Uh, be a, a third down, uh, a nickel third down rusher. I like him a lot. L- Speaking of guys I like a lot, man, I love Anton Winfield Jr. Like the way he played this year. Was hoping he'd have a healthy year for the most part. He was ran four, four, five at five nine, two hundred three pounds. I I think he's he's a nickel. I think he can do some safety things. Um we're going to get into kind of what he looks like, but he does does flash a little bit um, of the um, the honey badger. Um, so uh, you know, I think the guy's a player. I, I think he's going to be a good player onto the um, uh, to the next level. So I don't know if he's going to be quite as good as Tyron Matthew, but he's really really good player. Kid whose names you need to, you need to remember is Southern Illinois safety Jeremy Chin ran the forty in four four six very strong uh 63221 moving very well one of the really good athletes at the FCS level um and he's he's definitely going to get drafted and have a really good chance um the corner from Iowa um uh, Ijemuda, uh, Michael Jamuda ran at 445 really good speed at 61205 um you know doesn't play as well uh as he times but it's one of those that you got to go back and look at a little bit more tape because the guy can really run. you got to figure out a little bit why. Uh, Jeffrey Okuda had a little bit of a head and neck injury, Six one two zero five. 205. Uh, he ran the 40 well. I mean, look, people are I can't believe people are complaining that, you know, he ran just under 4'5". And, look, this guy is fast. He's long. Uh, this guy's a beast. He's a top-five player in this draft. Um, the quarterbacks may knock him out of the top five. We'll see. Wouldn't surprise me if he went three, if he went six, or eight. If he's outside of the top five, six picks in this draft, you're getting one of the steals. I think he's a plug and play, all pro corner all day long in the NFL. Uh, Michigan State's corner, Josiah Scott, ran the 40 at 4.42 at 5.9, 185. Um, all Big Ten player. Really good athleticism, a little undersized. Had the serious knee injury um, that may affect him more than anything, depending on how that shakes out. Uh, also at Michigan State, uh, the linebacker Kaliki Hudson ran the forty and four five six at five eleven two twenty four. He could be um, a well backer, maybe maybe play a box safety role. Good on special teams. Good looking player, John Bashy, Joe Bashy rather. At uh, ran at four six seven, um, vertical thirty three and a half, broad jump one hundred nineteen. Really good run defender. Just um, worry about him athletically. Worry about him in space. Worry about him in coverage. This guy's a tackling machine. Really good short area player. A smart player. Um, you know he did have um, you know some issues of a, of, a, of Peds with supplements so that that has to be addressed, but um you know certainly a good player that uh his gets the most out of his uh, his body, no doubt about it rookland williams ran the forty in five oh four uh, at six four three oh eight um nice time for a guy like that thirty two in the bench thirty two reps in the bench uh really good um you know he's a really good player and uh, i i think um um you, you know didn't uh, you know, play as well as I thought, but uh, over as I thought he would this year, but didn't play poorly at all. Kenny Willicks at six three two sixty four had uh, thirty uh, reps in the bench, actually thirty two. Um, really good uh, strength in his upper body. Did a really nice job. Demon Arnett, the other corner at Ohio State, ran the forty and four five seven. Um not great speed, but got good short area bursts and athleticism to work with uh, I mentioned um Jordan fuller a little bit he's got some questions at safety, kind of whether he can hold up in coverage. I do like Malik Harrison, the linebacker of ohio at ohio state four six six at three at six three two forty seven she's got really good quickness in the three cone drill body controls outstanding. Some other linebackers I like was. Wisconsin's linebacker, Zach Vaughn, ran 4.65 in the 40, 32.5-inch broad jump, uh, uh, vertical and 115-inch broad jump. Carter Coughlin um, ran the 40 in 4.57, 6'3" good vertical jump, good broad jump, athletic, good in coverage, very impressive. Nebraska defensive lineman, uh, Carlos Davis, ran the 40 in uh, 4.82. Um, he's, um, you know, uh, uh, I thought moved pretty well. Thought he played with good balance, uh, on tape. And I thought he did a good job in his workouts and drills. Khalil Davis, the brother is uh 6'1", 308. A little bit bigger, a little bit bigger frame, a little bit stockier. Um, but moved pretty well, uh, all things considered and put up 32 reps on the bench, uh, Michigan's John Runyon, uh, junior, scouted, drafted his dad. Um, the youngster ran uh, 5.08, 40-yard dash. Uh, really good. He's actually probably a little bit better than his dad. Um, did a pretty good job in his 20-yard shuttle at 4.69, and uh, and the 3 corner was much better than his dad's back in the day. Ran 7.57. Seven. Um, so even though there's some questions about his athleticism, he can be a – Good right tackle in the league that that with enough upper body strength could learn to turn and drive guys out in the run game and uh, got enough arm length to be fairly effective on the right side in the pass game, Uh, although that's a little bit more of a challenge with him athletic from a foot quickness standpoint. Maryland's running back, Javon Leak, ran the 40 and 4.65, 6 6 feet, 215 pounds, had a 125-inch broad jump, 34-inch vertical, um uh you know he was uh he averaged almost eight yards a carry uh in the big ten uh really you know good day three pick that's got some some value there illinois state running back james robinson remember him he's five nine two nineteen um he had a forty inch vertical really impressive hundred twenty five inch broad jump um very productive um Good looking player at that level, and I think it's going to be a day three pick. Michigan's linebacker, safety, Khalid Hudson, had 30 reps on the bench. Um, 5'11, 224. Uh is really good uh, strength at the point of attack and plays that way on film. Most of the, the, the workouts really marry what you see on film. Um, it's when they don't that you've got a little concern. For most of these guys, it it did confirm what you see on film. Devon Hamilton, big defensive lineman from Ohio State, at 33 reps on the bench, at 6'4", 320, most of any defensive lineman at the Combine. Um, strong on the field. Five sacks, eight-and-a-half tackles for loss. Really could plug versus the line. Very underrated player. I know it's about Chase Young and as well it should be. This is a guy that's going to make it. As a mid-round pick, you mark my word, you can get to the quarterback, and he's really, really strong in the upper body. So remember Devon Hamilton, really good value there, and I think may go a little bit higher than people may think, certainly deserving of it. Western Michigan running back Levante Bellamy ran the 40 and 4 1st team all-MAC player. Uh, was really effective in the East-West Shrine game. Um, it has got good speed, got good balance, good vision, uh, decent size. Um, Anthony McFarlane, jr. from Maryland the running back ran the forty and four 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 he 's got good straight line speed pretty good quickness um, worry a little bit about his durability and blocking. those are two things that I think um are potential issues. Jonathan Taylor was uh impressive at two twenty six ran four three nine um You know, I want to see the ability to catch the football a little bit more and uh, how that plays out. But I think he's got some of the Derrick Henry traits that are very, very impressive, Uh, as does A.J. Dillon, by the way, from Boston College. Uh, Also, um, Wisconsin, the receiver, Quintez Cephas, uh, did not run very well. Ran 4.73 at 202 pounds, uh, probably the worst uh, performance along with Juwan Jennings of a receiver. So we're going to have to retime him. I think he plays faster than that. He um, had 23 reps on the bench and 30 and a half inch vertical. He can run faster than that. Uh, just a bad day, I chalk it up to, but we shall see. Uh, Michigan's uh, interior offensive lineman, Cesar Ruiz, I think going to be a really good center at the next level. Ran 508, 6'3", 307. Um... Uh he, you know, I think can listen, be perhaps the second center off the board, uh third center. I mean he's in that group and I think he can play guard in a pinch. Um Donovan Peoples Jones, the receiver from Michigan, um ran four four eight. Um you know, uh, then ran four five six in a second time but at six two two twelve. He shows the ability to get by people on the field. Um forty um four and a half inch vertical that was unbelievable uh and you show the hops and the explosiveness there with those type of numbers uh very very impressive there uh ball state tackle danny pinter ran the 40 in um 491 um at 64306 um at 24 reps on the bench 29 and a half inch vertical um indiana guard simon um uh, uh, Stepanak had 37 reps on the bench, 6'4, 313. Um, you know, really impressive. Uh, he uh, he's a he's a big you know 410 clean guy. Uh, he's a 515 pound max. Got really really strong. Really good run blocker because of his upper body strength. Uh, Penn State's KJ Hamler. I uh, didn't take part in the combine due to the hamstring injury did measure in at five nine one seventy eight um he had he tweaked it during training leading up to the combine really quick guy really a guy that um i think shifty speedy um and again he measured he measured actually five oh eight one hundred seventy eight pounds so he is that shorter. Uh, More explosive guy. That that may be that Tyreek Hill type of guy, although no one's quite Tyreek Hill speed-wise. This guy can play that same type of position along with Ayuk and Jalen Rieger. um, Some really good slot guys. Cincinnati tight end Josiah Jagara um, worked out a little bit at running back. Like this kid, he's 6'2", 242. He was really good at tight end, more of an H-back type guy. He can block on the move more than in line which is why we wanted to see him at running back and see what he can do in some of those things. Um, we looked at uh, at Michigan linebacker Josh Ushie, met with the Packers and a few teams this week and had some good visits. He's six one two forty five, had a really good senior ball, likely a day two pick. Um, an outside backer that can come in and help. Um, you know, really good-looking player that's physical, uh, that's good tackler. Um, Chase Young, as you expect, didn't do much of anything. Anyway, we've got all the workout numbers uh, and information and analysis uh, over at LandryFootball.com, so check it out. There's some other news um, uh, over at Ohio State. In addition to the running back situation, Cameron Babb, the redshirt sophomore receiver, didn't participate in the team's first practice of the spring. He injured his knee in the summer of 18, Um but he's uh, bummed that knee up in a little bit, so he's out for a little bit. Nebraska redshirt sophomore receiver, Javian McQuitty, is medically retired from football. Hate to hear that, but understand that. Uh, he's dealt with multiple injuries. A um, little bit concerned, but hope that J.D. Spielman, the uh, the redshirt senior receiver from Nebraska, has taken the leave of absence from the football program at Nebraska, the 5'9", 180-pounder. Um, going back to the home state of Minnesota to attend a personal matter. We'll see how this plays out. Um, but he started in all 12 games, caught 49 passes, 898 yards, five touchdowns. Really good factor on special teams. Good punt returner for them. Um, th- this would be a big loss for Nebraska if they lost. And I'm not saying that there's, I don't know anything about his personal situation, and don't have any reason at this point to speculate that he won't be back but if he did he's, he's a really good player and would be a big loss if he were not to return. Ohio State redshirt freshman Kamonte Hamilton has switched positions. They moved him from tight end to the defense uh, defensive end 62265. Um the um Cade Stover is moving from end to tight end. So um the, uh, the the redshirt freshman, Hamilton, didn't play at all in 19. And he's a little bit smaller than they, they – you like the tight ends and they like those speed guys coming off the edge. So they've kind of switched those guys. And uh, Stover is six four two fifty five, 255, and a little bit more uh, size. So they're moving him to fit the inline tight end position and, and obviously putting Hamilton with a little bit more athletic ability and not as much size on the defensive side. And um we did mention that DeMario McCall, I think earlier that they're moving him from receiver from running back to rec- um receiver ahead of spring practice, but whether they may move him back uh we'll see with the injury to Master Teague. So, we'll see how that plays out. Um we're still waiting to hear out of uh, Columbus um the resolution to redshirt senior C.J. Saunders' position for a six-year of eligibility. We should find out in April. The 5'10", 190-pounder didn't take part in Ohio State's first practice this Monday. Uh, didn't play at all in 19. He suffered that uh, season-ending knee injury in, in 18. So since he's taken a red, a conventional redshirt, he's got to petition the NCAA for a second in order to play 2020. should get it, but you never know. Um and then, again, we talked about Marcus Crawley not participating in practice, uh, and we'll we'll kind of see how that plays out there. Some other news. Um, at Nebraska, redshirt sophomore kicker Barrett Pickering has left the program. He had a solid freshman campaign, but he appeared in just four games last year due to injury, so he is moving on. Bowling green redshirt senior offensive lineman Caleb Bright um, is uh, retiring from football due to health reasons. Um, Ohio redshirt senior Tyler Tupa is medically retired from football, not play in 2020. Uh, and then Northern Illinois redshirt senior quarterback Marcus Childers, not listed on the team's spring roster. So he appeared in nine games last year. Um, you, you know, um, with it, it, right now they just got Anthony Thompson and Bryce Carey. It's the only available quarterback. So we'll see how that plays out for the Huskies. Folks, that'll – wrap up a busy day obviously as we get um we're going to finish up combine talk and make sure that we get everybody that's within your favorite conference team covered we're in big 12 football and beyond tomorrow we'll get into big 12 same with the pac-12 on friday but we're obviously uh getting closer to from a college standpoint we'll keep you up to date on draft news notes and nuggets <clears throat> but we're also going to get into spring practice as it starts and what's going on there and recruiting information. So as we get a little bit maybe it's less newsy, the the shows will be a little crisper and shorter and not be as long. But we we want to bring about information. Maybe some of it's boring for you, we want your feedback. We we want to be a little bit different, we want to give you some information that maybe a hardcore fan's gonna want. If you're an average fan, you don't know who half these players are. You can learn more about them or, you know, maybe it's not for you. So that's why we try to do a little bit for everybody off the top, kind of cover some of the major things, get into that, and then get in some of the minutiae as the show goes along as we basically combine a national college football show daily with a weekly college football show. Um, that concept all into one shell. So uh reminder to check out LandryFootball.com for all the latest detailed film room analysis uh, and inside information on draft and recruiting and free agency. We got it all for you uh, at our uh, scouting season offer, which is the best we've ever had. So take advantage of it today, and uh, you won't regret it. You can try it out for a month, three months. But the 12-month package, uh, it's less than $5 a month, and It'll get you uh, all the way through next football season, all the way through next year at this time. So it's a great opportunity to get involved in what we're doing here. Sign up for this podcast as well as uh, our NFL podcast. Make sure you flip on over and check that as we've got everything uncovered in just inside the world of uh, the NFL. And uh, check out our great folks at 401k Generation. You can reach them at one eight six six nine nine eight five eight seven nine. Um for all the best information on money management, investment inquiries, get yourself good financial advice, get yourself a second opinion. Just get some information to see if uh, you're on the right path. They're licensed in all 50 states so they can help you. So check them out today. Tell them we sent you. Eddie Rojas is the head coach of that team. At 401K Generation One, eight six six nine nine eight five eight seven nine. Again, give them a call, give them a text, and tell them that we sent you. Hey, be sure to join us for our Pro Football Show after listening to this, um, and then uh, join us again for Big 12 Football and Beyond uh, for tomorrow, as well as another edition of the Pro Football Show. And again, sign up so it goes right to your phone for Landry Football's conference call. That's the easiest way, but you can also find it over on LandryFootball.com. In fact, if you want to know how to sign up, you can go to LandryFootball.com, click listen to the show, and it has the details in the post. How do you sign up so it can go directly to your phone? So on your way to work or lunch hour, on your way home, whatever your uh, favorite way to absorb this show, we want to absolutely have it. Let me get to, Forgot almost forgot to answer a question here, and I want to get to this. Bob mentioned this, and I, I'm going to answer this tomorrow as well at the top of the show. I should have done this, but Bob, a good friend, asked um, about, Uh, let's see, the college weight conditioning and training methods, which uh, tend to be better relating to player injuries, duration, strength, and preparation for the NFL. And he's saying, for example, and Bob's a big Penn State fan, said Penn State abandoned its weight machines for free weights, and it seems as though their knee injuries and injuries as a whole have diminished. Any logic to this? Or is this because of their strength coach, Dwight Galt? Does it depend on the type of workout strength used for players? There are probably factors I'm not even thinking about, so you you want me to discuss it, and I will. Different strength coaches today are very involved into the science. And like anything that's medically involved, there are better ways, nutrition-wise, to get more out of it. Uh, there is a lot of beliefs in a, by a lot of strength coaches that free weights are the way to go. Uh, for some, they like some machines on some parts of the body like free weights on the others, and some a little bit more than the others. What you're seeing a little bit more generally that's really helping a lot of knees in reducing knee injuries is strengthen the areas around the knees. You see, you can't strengthen a ligament or a tendon, but you can strengthen muscles around it. And what is the big thing, and I'm not going to say it's new, but it is really focused on, and that's plyometrics. Flexibility; those things help you more because if there's anything that can help you to reduce knee injuries, more than weights, it's just the plyometrics—the ability to be able to contort your bodies, and you know, in cuts or you know, when you make a cut on the field, your legs get get out from under you. The ability to be able to bend and torque without. Um, and, and having the flexibility for your body to adjust to it uh, is something you want to do. Now, listen, most of that's God-given. Um, I always say I coached to Matthews, Bruce Matthews, Clay Matthews, and those guys' bodies, along with their dad, and the young Clay Matthews today, and I'm talking Clay Senior, I coach, and Bruce Matthews. They they go down, and their 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 legs were like rubber bands. Whereas other guys just go down and they're, that's it, the knee was torn. So a lot of it you can't do anything with because it's just their bodies. But with every body, you try to improve their flexibility. And I do think that the trend is more free weights. They're finding more of that. But that that comes and goes. There are different types of machines that helps you with different parts of the body that can allow uh, parts of the knee, the muscle around the knee, to get a little bit better. Absorb some of the stress so that it, um, it it helps. I think the conditioning, nutrition, and the way we prepare the bodies are better than ever. Keep in mind that the bigger and faster the players are, the more stress it puts on the knees. So, look, you had knee injuries back in the day. But most of the time, as we used to talk about, you'd go to training camp. The name training camp suggests they go in after doing nothing in the off season and get their bodies in quote-unquote football shape. The players were not nearly as heavy. 240 pounds was big for an offensive lineman. I mean, you just didn't have that. Guys didn't run as fast. Um, say the game was better, worse, what have you. But if you think about it, guys are bigger, stronger, and faster. The nutrition's better. I mean, women are having – kids that are healthier today and bigger today and they're at a younger age getting bigger and bigger with better nutritional and uh, weight training and developmental areas so what you're having is guys that are that are more conditioned better conditioned but it does put a lot more stress on the ligaments of the knees because you you can only do so much with that think about it the the bigger the vehicle on the road and the quicker you put, you slam the brakes, the, the longer the 18 wheeler is going to skid as opposed to a mid car as opposed to a little smaller car. So keep that in mind. Uh, those are the things that people are doing. Every year, or constantly, every NFL team, every college program is constantly studying their injuries, their recovery rate, um, the reduction of injuries, how they're able to come back from the injuries. That's really what the job of the strength coach is, strength and conditioning coach is. To get a player to be in the best position possible to from a preventative standpoint, but from a recovery standpoint. Uh and I think over in a in, in a, above anything, we're seeing more of that. Now you may not think it because you're seeing a lot of injuries being talked about. It's not more than it has been. In some respects it's more in some positions for the bigger guys. Because they're moving faster and they're cutting at a at a with more weight. I mean you got two hundred Isaiah Simmons from Clemson ran four three nine at two hundred thirty eight pounds. I mean, you gotta be a tremendous athlete to do that. But you better have some really good genes and some flexibility if you're gonna change directions going that type of speed with carrying that type of weight. So it's something that is I think contributing some more knee issues now the good thing is we have the ability to scope and clean up knees a little bit faster than we've had before but i do think for the most part free weights is the way most are going but there's some strength coaches that would disagree with that appreciate that question bob and if you didn't get a chance to listen to it because i'm supposed to mention it at the top of the show i'm going to do it again on tomorrow's show on big 12 and beyond so hopefully you got it and um and hope you enjoyed that, and we'll we'll mention it again. And um, if you if you you're good with that, let me know. If not, I will address it a couple of more times to make sure. Your Penn State guys did really good, by the way, at the combine. Hey, listen, appreciate you joining us, folks. Join us for Big Twelve football and beyond tomorrow. Join us for the Pro Football Show. I'm Chris Landon.